Welcome to Tina, a podcast that digs deeper into the thoughts of teenagers' minds about the wonders of the world. If you're new here, I am your host, Isabella. And I'm Glenn. If you're not, welcome back. Here's a quick disclaimer. If we made any mistakes, please email us and tell us. Thank you. This week, we're going to talk about the fifth album by Lana Del Rey, Norman Fucking Rockwell. This album was released in 2019 and it received a nomination for Album of the Year at the Grammys. It was named the Best Album of the Year and the 19th Best Album of the 2010s by Pitchfork. So obviously, it's a critically acclaimed album and it actually received a very high score on Pitchfork. Uh, so Pitchfork is where I usually go to for my music reviews. Mm-hmm. I think they're pretty critical on the music that they review. So they usually give out like a very harsh review. So getting a 9.4, which is a very high score for their website. Wow. It mm-hmm. is very impressive. Like it is 9.4 out of 10. So that's mm-hmm. a pretty high score. So this album explores masculinity, materialism, relationships, and her sadness. Lana Del Rey's music has always been pretty melancholic, and her voice is just fitting for that. And there are a lot of people saying that her music is very cinematic, meaning that it sounds like it's a movie. Oh, I could actually see what you mean there. Yeah, so it's like a movie but it's not like very i wouldn't say it's like very modern right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like say a little bit 1950s 60s yeah yeah, i feel that and it has this type of vintage and nostalgic feel to it Mm -hmm. and this album is also like that very like that actually it's even in the name norman rockwell is actually a painter who lived from 1894 to 1978. Mm -hmm. So it's around the first half of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. Most of his work is about America. And he shows like an immense amount of patriotism toward his country. Mm -hmm. And this is actually one of the messages that Lana Del Rey is trying to convey through her music. People say it's not like necessarily about america or patriotism Mm -hmm. but it's about things that she's talking about in her music it's very ordinary it's very america oh mm -hmm. and at the same time she shows that she loves her country Mm -hmm. let's start with the first track the opener of the album norman fucking rockwell which is by the same name of the album this track starts with a little bit of string instrument And later the piano joins and the volume just slowly goes up and we get the first sentence, which is goddamn man-child. And this one portrays the main, the central message of this album. It points out the masculinity and poor male behavior that she's talking about in this album. Mm -hmm. A huge part of this album is she talking about her relationship with a male and how that develops and how she feels helpless 
or how she's desperate at times.、Uh-huh. And in this first track, she's talking about how this masculinity is toxic for her. How sometimes men has this crazy behavior and justifies for them. And in the chorus, she sings, "Cause you're just a man. It's just what you do. Your head in your hands, as you color me blue. Cause you're just a man." Is said to be parallel to saying boys will be boys.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you're not saying anything, but you're justifying these behavior, just saying that oh, cause they're boys. And she's pointing、mm-hmm. out how. Inappropriate. This is. That's actually kind of deep. Like when I first listened to this song, like I gotta be honest, I I didn't understand what this song was trying to say. But yeah, what you said was deep. Yeah, and then she says, "As you color me blue." So this part of the lyrics is actually saying how this person is making her sad.、Mm-hmm. As color blue means sad.、Mm-hmm. As I read on Genius, that she repeats blue a lot. In this song, the end of this song is just basically repeating the word "blue." And、mm-hmm. um, as I read, this "blue" could also be a reference to Joni Mitchell's album "Blue," which is said to be one of the greatest album ever made. Like it is such a great album that people praise this album like a lot.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't know, Joni Mitchell is a Canadian singer songwriter.、Mm-hmm. I would say Lana Del Rey is definitely her fans because in her following album, Kim Trails Over the Country Club, she covers one of Joni Mitchell's songs for free as the last track for that album. Oh wow! So that is definitely a sign that you know she respects this person because Joni Mitchell is a great songwriter. Her songs are intricate and beautiful. And I, I would say, like, I can definitely see Lana Del Rey being influenced by Joni Mitchell.、Mm-hmm. So after this track slowly fades out with she repeating "blue," the album goes onto the next track, "Mariner's Apartment Complex," which is more or less talking about the same message with her relationship with a male and how that's affecting her.、Mm-hmm. But the track that I want to point out next is the third track. Venice Beach. So obviously, the name of the track is a reference to the Californian beach, Venice Beach. Oh, but here she's talking about herself. This song is about her because, well, she said in the lyrics that I'm your Venice Beach. Uh, this could be a reference to a mural done in Venice Beach. It's her portrait on a wall. So this could be that.、Mm-hmm. But the The genius of this song is that in the lyrics, it's a collection of nice memories、mm-hmm. of Lana with her man.、Um, there are a lot of, you know, little bits here and there, and in these images, you can see how she's talking about America, how she's talking about this image of America that we have, this American dream type of image, and、mm-hmm. this type of not just like American dream, but also California,、mm-hmm. and. I really want to highlight this part that she sings. You're in the yard. I light the fire, and as the summer fades away, nothing gold can stay. So, like in a yard, lighting a fire in summer, it's just like these little collections of tiny things、mm-hmm. that she sings about. But it touches on the American idealism and Americans' materialism.、Mm-hmm. And as I said. She's mentioning these things to show 
how ordinary it is to show the ordinary of life in America, the ordinary of everything, just how everything she's saying about is every day. And she is talking about the struggles of every day. It's very mm -hmm. human to talk about these struggles that everybody has them. Everybody struggles from these things that she's saying about. Mm -hmm. And with these little images, it makes them feel more ordinary. Oh, I know what you mean. And the most special part of this song is that this song is nine minutes long. Yeah, I was confused like by by how long this song was. I thought like maybe two or three songs has passed, but I just I realized this song is nine minutes. Yes, and that's why I love this song so much. Mm -hmm. The last part feels to me is she just you know rambling on, and you know it's not like she's heading toward any direction. And with the guitar and the synth at the end, it's just like. Going on and on and on for nine minutes. It's kind of pointless, actually. Mm -hmm. But it's why I think it's so special. Because you don't mm -hmm. make a nine-minute song to be a hit, mm -hmm. you know? Because it's not good for radio. Mm -hmm. So obviously, this is a choice for her to make a song this long. Just like goes on and on. Mm -hmm. And it just drifts off. And that feels like... The summer fading away that she sings about, mm -hmm. and within this song, I don't think there's like any climax to it, which also adds to the like ordinary to what she's saying here. Yeah, I would say definitely it's like a very calm and you know just like flat song, but mm -hmm. with a little bit of like quirky um, synth here and there. Mm -hmm. So after the break, we're gonna talk about two more tracks. And our favorite parts of this album. Welcome back. Now we're just gonna talk about the rest of the album and what we like about it. So the next track we're talking about is Cinnamon Girl. I chose this track mainly because. Of its lyrics and its melody. So when I first told Isabella that we're doing this album and she listened to it, she told me that every song sounds the same. And actually, I would agree. Mm -hmm. The middle part of this album feels kind of the same. Mm -hmm. But as I listen to it more, I just think of different songs, you know, from time to time, mm -hmm. and I remember all of them. Oh, interesting. And their lyrics just. Comes to me like randomly in life. Sometimes I just mm -hmm. think of a lyrics from one of her songs. But the reason I chose this one is that it stands out to me more. And within these few songs that are basically having the same messages, I do like this one a bit more. Mm -hmm. So in this track, she expresses the conflicted feelings about an intense and possibly unhealthy relationship, and. At the same time, she's begging her love interest to nurture her instead of hurting her.、Mm -hmm. There's a part where she talks about drug, all the pills that you take, violet, blue, green, red, to keep me at arm's length don't work. You try to push me out, but I just find my way back in. Violet, blue, green, red, to keep me out, I win. 
She's saying that this person is trying to keep her out. She's saying that she's being pushed away and how this relationship is unhealthy with mm-hmm. the need of drugs. The drug is curing their relationship in a way. How so? It's just like their relationship needs drug to be cured. Oh, I see, I see. But well, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And she goes on to say how she's trapped and how she's stuck. Mm-hmm. She sings like if you hold me without hurting me. You'll be the first whoever did. She's saying that this person is hurting her mm-hmm. without even holding her. Mm-hmm. I also read this on Genius. Uh, the cinnamon here that she sings about is the sweetness in love that she's referencing about. She's talking about the sweetness in love mm-hmm. and how sweetness stays between the lovers. Mm-hmm. Even though she sings that she wants to get out of this relationship, she sings at the end. At the when the song is ending, that um she wants to be held. She sings, "Hold me, love me, touch me, honey, be the first who ever did." Mm-hmm. So this kind of conflicted feeling that she has, she doesn't know what to do. She wants the relationship, but it's hurting her, mm-hmm. and it is quite common, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, this song could be really relatable to her audience in some ways because people get stuck in toxic relationships very uh, easily, mm-hmm. and they just feel trapped and hopeless within the situation because they can't see a way out, and they just feel like this person they love them so much and they're unable to let go, but yet they're getting hurt at the same time. Yes, definitely. And the next track that I'm talking about is my favorite, like my absolute favorite track <laughs> on this album. It's "Happiness Is a Butterfly." So the track title is inspired by the American novelist Nathaniel Hawthorne. One of his quotes says, "Happiness is a butterfly, which, when pursued, is always just beyond your grasp, but which, if you will sit down quietly, may alight upon you." Um, this is a quote from from Nathaniel Hawthorne. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And well, I also read this on Genius because Genius is an amazing website, obviously. Hence, Genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this track, she shows her vulnerability and how ne- she needs the other person. Mm-hmm. She is desperate, like how desperate she is, how desperate she wants this other person, and it's very mm-hmm. extreme. She sings, "If he's a serial killer, then what's the worst?" That can happen to a girl who's already hurt. I'm already hurt. Mm-hmm. Like it's so extreme that she's talking about. Like even if this person is a serial killer, I would be okay with it. Mm-hmm. That is how helpless she is. That is how mm-hmm. much she wants this person. Mm-hmm. And even when she's hurt immensely, you know, she still wants to be with this person. Mm-hmm. She just wants to dance with him. It's like such a simple sentence. I just want to dance with you, but it says a lot. Mm-hmm. And then the image of this America feeling, referencing Sunset Boulevard, you know, a street in Los Angeles, comes back. Um, she sings, "Left the canyon, drove to the club. I was one thing, now I'm being another. Laurel down the sunset in the truck. I'll pick you up if you're in town on the corner." So she mentions canyon, club, mm-hmm. you know, truck. And just like a town on the corner, these are like very little things in life,、mm-hmm. but it's uniquely American. Right. It is very American to talk about these、mm-hmm. things. You know, driving in a canyon, a truck,、mm-hmm. 
and the feeling of cinematic comes back. You know, you have an image in your head. I do. I actually really do. Of a person driving、mm-hmm. at sunset in a canyon,、mm-hmm. and you see the color of it. Yeah, and I somehow pictured this like a you know like those nineteen fifties posters with I don't know like kind of like pop art sort of.、Mm-hmm. And、yeah. I think that is exactly what she's trying to do here.、Mm-hmm. She is very successful, I would say, in this part. I would just say like that. There are a few lyrics like "I was one thing, now I'm being another."、Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't even know how to explain this, but I just love this line so much. It's like how this other person is changing her,、mm-hmm. and how she's not going back to the old her anymore.、Mm-hmm. So this track is definitely my favorite on the album.、Mm-hmm. And I would just quickly talk about why I like this album so much. I would say it's like the arrangements of the instruments and of the whole sequence. Because、mm-hmm. as a album, you're telling a story, you're trying to convey a message,、mm-hmm. and these songs. Although I would agree they're alike, but they slowly pushes the story, the plot forward. Yeah, I agree. And each song, she has a little bit different conflict within herself. It is resolved at the last track. Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have, but I have it.、Mm-hmm. It's saying that how dangerous it's it is for her to have hope. It is why you're sad because you have hopes and you're let down.、Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's not hopeless. She still looks forward to the future, and she still thinks about the good things in the future.、Mm-hmm. At the end, I'm gonna conclude this with a quote by Jenny Pelly from Pitchfork again. <laughs> she writes, "It feels like a wall has come down. Like Norman fucking Rockwell is less to do with camp." More to do with real life, less to do with scripting the incandescent character of Lana Del Rey, and more to do with human complexity. Less about aesthetics than being, and I think that beautifully concludes this album. And this would conclude our month for these four albums. Thank you for listening to this episode. We will upload a new episode every Thursday. Remember to like, follow, and share our podcasts with your friends and family. You could also share your idea and thoughts with us on our Instagram at teenup.podcast. You could also find us on YouTube, and we will be thrilled if you could subscribe and leave us a comment. Thank, Thank you and bye. bye.